girlfriend? Here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. How full is your fulfillment, and how wonderful is your wonder? Well, actually, that's a good question. But actually, sometimes my fulfillment, full fulfillment, feels more like writing on empty. And, you know, Patty, it's, it's interesting because you go through those seasons, those ebbs and flows of life when um, you're not feeling too full. And what you're feeling full of is a lot of busyness in life. And, um, I, I, you know, like just recently coming back from just being in, in Jordan and, um, just different travels. You come back and it's like once you finally settle down and just relax and your body catches up and you're like, okay, I've got to recharge and, and, and you know, kind of get back into life. So, um, yeah, I, that, that's my fulfillment story. Well, you haven't come up for air yet. You're still drowning in the waters, I must say. <laughs> so I, I know we had this three-day weekend, and um, we had a fabulous family time. And I, I ran in my little sprint triathlon, which was incredible. And then the next day, we decided to go quad riding out on this really super rocky path. And um, I'm, I'm feeling it now because I, I crashed and burned. And uh, now my my entire, as you know, you've been hearing about it for the last day. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> I'm over here showing you all my bruises and pictures. All my Not just admin. hearing about it. I, I think I got a picture of it. <laughs> I've scarred you for life, and uh, but you love making these memories and you love having those moments. But sometimes you can you can get a little bruised and and wounded, and you have to get past that. But, okay, well, i got to interrupt you because before we have to listen to too many of your bruise stories, Patty, um, which they're great, and I love the visual effects with them. And, and I think we all have those bruise, you know, those bruise behind these stories that where we've all taken that fall. And, you know, the sad thing is as we age, we don't recover quite as quickly. Oh, whatever, whatever. Yeah, well, they linger. But anyway, okay, i got to remind everyone, you're listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships and even bruises. We'll have more information about today's shows and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, our first guest today, we have put in our girlfriend Rolodex. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Who uses a Rolodex anymore? Do you really, do you really have a Rolodex? And did it you sounded good. You know what? No, I've never used a Rolodex. So, um, okay. but anyway, we we've placed her in our, our our girlfriend list. She is an internationally recognized best-selling author, speaker, coach, and trainer. Her business books, written from a spiritual perspective, have received global recognition for the sound, time-proven principles contained within. As a speaker and trainer, she has been invited to present to presidents of countries and companies, business teams, government, and the judicial judicial system, churches, and ministries. 
service organizations, and educators. Her first book, Jesus CEO, has had a huge impact in my life. And I, I don't remember how many years ago I read that book, but I will tell you, if you have not read this book, make that happen. Put it on your bucket list. Run to go get this. Um, she just has a, a list of powerful books and experiential workshops has provided inspiration and practical advice to thousands of individuals. And of course, we are talking about our friend and leadership guru, Lori Beth Jones. How are you today, Lori Beth? <laughs> I'm I'm delighted and unbruised so far. <laughs> the day is not over. <laughs> the day is not over. That's right. Well, Lori Beth, I I must say, um, just in in reading the list, and I could have gone on. It would t- have taken the whole show of just everything that. Um, just your accomplishments and 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 many times as we're talking today about just having that wonder and that fulfillment we say Lisa and I are always talking about don't play the comparison game and I have to say it's difficult with someone of your caliber when you're talking to them and seeing these accomplishments to go wow I just don't really put a whole lot in my day compared to <laughs> what you're doing. And, and so I just have to ask you, um, what, what wisdom do you have uh, in, in getting that wonder back? Because you do get caught up in the frustrations and disappointments, and many times that, that wonder and fulfillment can turn on you. So how, what, are, what are your words of wisdom here for getting that wonder back into leading? Wow. Um, I think... It would be to take a walk with either a two-year-old, an 85-year-old, or a camera. Mm. Okay, so expand on that. Those are great. Right. So when you're walking with a two-year-old or a child, they stop and look at everything. Mm. I mean, everything is amazing to them. I remember with my godson, Jacob, I was sitting there with his parents, and we heard thunder, I mean, like thunder right over the house. And his eyes got so big, and his mouth just turned into this, oh, you know, this huge, oh. And I thought, what a moment Mm. for that child. And there's a viral video on right now about a little girl named Stella tasting her first raspberry. (laughs) It's just hilarious, you know. And so it's these things that, it's the little tiny moments that are full of wonder. And, you know, mm-hmm. when, you, when you think about Jesus, he would notice a, a baby bird that had fallen from its nest or the, old, the hair on an old man's head. You know, here he was, son of God, power to change the universe and all that, and he just noticed the little things. Mm. So I think that's how we fill up with wonder. And that is such a great tip for us just to pause. I love that, carrying a a camera. And there's so many times I'm a huge hiker. I love going out um, on just trails. And I, you know, usually you carry your phone with you. And for whatever reason, I won't have my camera so many times. I get this morning, I just saw a bunch of uh, uh, the javelina. Are those the wild pigs? Mm -hmm. Yes. I always get hyena and javelinas uh, (laughs) confused. But there was a tiny, tiny little baby. (laughs) but just to have that camera with you and Mm -hmm. and but then you get you lose the moment because you're always trying to take a picture of it (laughs) yeah or even if with your iphone or whatever yeah that's true but we don't frame the Mm. moments enough Mm. 
And I'm doing writing coaching now with people. And I'm coaching a woman who adopted a little girl and wrote a series of stories about her when she was eight. And she tells the story of the star bear when her little girl was holding up the star in the Christmas play. And she happened to notice a loose string off of the swaddling clothes on the baby Jesus. And her mother is a dental hygienist. So the little girl pulled the loose string off of the baby Jesus and started flossing her teeth. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, that is a great story. (laughs) Well, you know, so many parents that I know, they don't take the time or don't have the time to write these things down. Mm -hmm. And it's just a rush to keep the children alive, you know, and fed and educated and all those things. But when do we stop and take a moment Mm -hmm. to, to really just, you know, smell and draw it in and embrace it all. You are so right on that because we get so busy we're, and we're always looking for the next big thing or something big. And like mm-hmm. you said, it's those tiny moments in life. And I go back to your story with the little girl and the flossing. The mom should feel good. She really had taught her well. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like, that's a wonderful moment right there. That's like, wow, she really is watching and listening. But, but you're right because so many times you go, and I know like with me, I go, I'll remember this. And the reality is I don't and I won't. And so taking the time to just to record or to save those things. I kept I started a file when my kids were little where like if they sent a little note or did something and I I would try to write something down. I wasn't great, but I have a little file of like their special like things that they said or that I wanted to remember. And I wish I would have been better at that. But you're absolutely right to just look. But it takes time to stop and look. Um, and, and embrace the little moments in life. And they're all around us. I mean, both of you, I'm amazed at both of you. One of you just got back from Jordan, right? Yes. Lisa, was that you? Yes. yes. And then, uh, Patty, you just ran a triathlon <laughs> or whatever. I but, mean, that's amazing. Right now thing. we're focused on the bruises, Lori Bass. Yeah, we're that's focused. right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get past my bruise, okay? <laughs> See, that's the wonder of the moment. That's proof that you had wonderful moments. Yes, yes. (laughs) That is true. Well, they they just did um, some research in Harvard talking about that, how so many times we're um, so big on hitting our goals, and then what happens is we hit the goal, and then we just need to hit the next goal. And that Mm -hmm. is how we follow the, the line of success. But then you realize that you might be successful, but you're successful without the happiness because you're not taking those moments to just be there. And that, you know, happiness is how your brain is perceiving it rather than all these goals that you're accomplishing. And and that's really interesting. Well, you you know, there's a poem, and actually my father told me about this poem, and he was really driven. Well, he drove his kids harder than he drove himself. but (laughs) Um, (laughs) And there was a poem, and it's, I think it was by Sarah Teasdale, I don't know, but I remember the line, she said, I must have passed the crest some time ago, but I did not notice because the thorns kept catching at my gown. Mm. And Mm. it's like, wow, she's on this journey, and she missed the view because of the little thorns, you know. Um, And I try to remember that. You know, I'm sitting here going through boxes from 1996 when Jesus CEO came out and, and these love letters that people sent and heart prayers and 
you know, they're, some of them are moldy and they're kind of mildew-stained. And I'm just praying over each one of the people who took the time to reach out to me, whether they were from India or a prison or this one woman wrote, you know, life has to be more than the sorrow I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just praying over every letter, even though it's been, you know, 1996, each person there took a moment to reach out to me. Mm. And and I didn't have the time back then. <laughs> now I have the time. <laughs> 16 years later, yeah. hey! <laughs> you know, but, I, you know what? Speaking of break, and we're going to be right back with author and speaker Lori Beth Jones. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Equipped with the right skills, knowledge, and most of all the right questions, you too can have the success you're looking for. Join Laura Atchison as she hosts the Entrepreneur Masterclass each Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's been said success comes from not only what you know, but who you know. But what if you don't have access to the top experts? Well, that has changed. Laura Atchison, best-selling author, international speaker, and business strategist, brings you top experts from all around the world to help you take your business and your life to new heights. Join Laura for the Entrepreneur Masterclass every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to our show this day. We are talking to Lori Beth Jones, who was recently named one of the top 30 leaders in the United States by the Barna Group. She has been featured in major media outlets and has been invited to speak in all pillars of society, such as business, education, healthcare, government, faith, and service organizations. Uh, one of her quotes, she states, is productive and fruitful work is what God intended for us since the Garden of Eden. And um, I will have to say that you are definitely um, being productive and fruitful, and you inspire <laughs> us all, Lori Beth. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that so much. You know, a lot of it comes from pruning. (laughs) Mm. Do this, not that. (laughs) Oops, you're not very good at that. Let's do this. 
Well, and that's a good point because, you know, as we, um, it's like, as time goes on, you go, how do we keep that wonder alive and not diminish and not get bored? And you are, you're someone that, you know, we so respect you and admire you on so many levels, but, and one of the reasons, one of many is you keep it so fresh. And like, whenever we talk to you, it's, it's always something new and fresh and you're still just as energetic. And there's a lot of people you see around that after a certain period of time, they, it, they start to kind of get in a rut and, you know, life is not as, you know, thrilling or they're not a, they don't have that joy. It has diminished a little bit. How, that's what we appreciate about you. How, what are you working on, like even right now, that is giving you that sense of wonder that's filling up your, you know, your cup? Mm, that's a beautiful question. Um, well, I'm about to release an audio book. Uh, my first fiction book called The Contessa Chronicles. And in it, I imagine, I've imagined this world where Jesus has a twin sister. Mm -hmm. And she comes to earth to finish the work that he started. And it's her diary. Mm. So it's it's quite bold and very different. And... um, I'm a little bit nervous about it, to tell you the truth, because it's so different from anything I've written, and yet it's all about this profound unfolding of the heart of God, especially for women. Mm. Well, okay, how do you... I mean, that's a pretty out-of-the-box... Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm still there. How, where, do you, where do you get your inspiration, and where do you get... How do you, it goes back to we're talking about the wonder, and sometimes you have to just stop and you have to create space because you just can't keep doing life and keep doing one thing to the right. next. You have to give yourself that rhythm in life. What does that look like? How do you how do you do that to like I know like Patty and I always joke we you know our, some of our best thoughts are in the shower. You know we have shower mm-hmm, thoughts, right. and and we'll go okay. My shower thought today was and our you know drive time is always a great because your mind mm-hmm. is just relaxed in those times. How do you how do you get your inspiration? How does that happen? How, like to think of stuff like that? Well, I think you begin with the question, what if? You know, what if all things were possible? What if the stories we've been told need to be expanded? Um, what if this were turned upside down? You know, my mother used to play a lot with forms, and she's an artist, and she could do any medium, watercolor, Uh, acrylic sculpting, you know, she'd never, you know, she was constantly playing with different forms. And so I think to keep wonder alive and to keep your imagination alive, you start with the question, what if, you know, what is a wonderful what if? I think, I don't know if it's from Alice in Wonderland or whatever, but doesn't she eat three wonderful what ifs for breakfast? You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I heard that somewhere, you know. Yeah. Here's my here's my breakfast. Three wonderful what ifs. Okay, well I I have to take that that wonderful what if and and be the cynical one because it's so easy to to dream and and want to be bold and want to be brave and yet what you're talking about I make it makes me think of the shack. Um I know we we've had mm-hmm. William Paul Young um, interviewed him several times on the radio. We just love him. But to take something that bold, um, do you fear just the critics that it just in our Christian family of what what will take place? Um, do you feel like you have to 
really put it out there with explaining why you're writing it this way, <laughs> or you're just going to get slammed. I know. <laughs> but we'll, we'll be the first two yes. to go get that book, just so you know. Go yes, ahead, yes, we will be. We'll be the first two to go get that book, so <laughs> just so you know. Excellent, excellent. Um, because it's based on the wisdom writings, and you know, Contessa has a birth announcement. Her parents are so proud and excited when she's born, and it's really from Solomon's love letter to her in the Book of Wisdom. And it says, For within her is a, is a heart intelligent, holy, pure, insightful, unsullied, um, profound. She is so pure, she permeates all things. You know, it's just this incredible litany of beauty about how God feels about this feminine spirit that's been created. Mm-hmm. And there's a character in the story named Skinner, and she's raised on a ranch. I mean, it's just because <laughs> I'm from Texas, you know, and I had horses and everything. And it was like, what if they were, what if heaven was really a ranch? Mm. And the workers were named love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. and, and what if she had a mother who was constantly creating and the father who was too, and they would get together at night and compare their designs. And what if there was a group called the Triple A, which was the Angels in Art and Architecture, and they designed everything? And you know, it was just—it just got more and more fun, and it became this real world for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started sharing it with people, and women would cry, yeah, because there there has not been a place in the Bible as it is written and interpreted. Women are the outcasts. You know, we're either the saints or the sinners. We're either the prostitutes. For the mothers, but where's the role for someone who is not attached to a man or married to a man or divorced from a man or, you know, that of just being a creation? Mm. And there's a line in the Book of Wisdom that says, although alone, she can do all. Herself unchanging, she makes all things new. Hmm. What a great visual. And how long has this just dream taken place where you're fighting, you're actually putting it down in writing? How About 18 years. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. I, I can't help but think of when you were saying um, just that you're going to take the step, it, which is like Lisa said, we will, we will both run and get that book as soon as it comes out. I, I think of the TED Talk for our listeners out there, if you're familiar with that. This one is titled How to Start a Movement. And it's it's only like a three-minute TED Talk where <laughs> this one bold, brave soul is on a mountain dancing, just kind of a crazy dance. And one person starts dancing with him. <laughs> it was saying, embrace, embrace that follower. Like, just embrace them. You can't lead without that follower. And then it shows the whole mountain of people that slowly start dancing and oh, you, were des- you were describing that I just thought you're gonna have a lot of women just dancing for that book truly <laughs> dancing. I love that I love that and, and um, you know you all are very timely for me because I was sitting here this morning thinking about it because we're gonna release it probably in the next two weeks mm. um, and I just thought now, I've been imagining all the terrible things that could happen, you know, the critics and what people... Mm-hmm. But what a great visual you gave me. What is a wonderful what if? What if people say, wow, this is what we've been looking for. Mm. Wow, you're setting me free. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there was a, a video, too, about some beagles that were released from, uh, there's a group called Free the Beagles, and beagles are bred for research testing. I mean, it's just horrible. But mm. I didn't know the, that. Yeah, and these beagles had were born and bred and kept in cages all their life and poked and prodded and tested with products. And so they were afraid of people. And this group is trying to free all the beagles. So they took this one group of 12 beagles who had never touched, never seen the sunlight of day, never touched grass, and they set them free in this compound of grass. And, I mean, you just weep when you see this video. And I thought, what if my work can help set women free? Mm-hmm. You know, well, that have been in these cages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and you know, it, it is, I, I, I'm just, I'm still absorbing what you're saying. And it's so appreciate, I love out of the box thinking like that to take us to a place because we are so conditioned to think a certain way and it has to fit in these parameters or framework and just giving yourself and what you're doing, Lori Beth, is you're giving us and other women permission to think differently, that mm-hmm. it's okay to, to um, expand the parameters of the box, to even break them down. And right. to go, the what if, and to create and go, I can do this. And then when you get women talking, then it's like, okay, that is not, I, I, I see that. I can do that. And then, then they start, you know, it, it grows. Like Patty was saying, the movement, it grows. But women are, are so ripe for that. Yeah. Um, just, just to encourage you and what you're, and what you're doing. Because it is always scary when you do something that's so <laughs> different. It is right. a scary thing. It's how going to be received. And of course, we always have critics, but I think the, you're going to have an overwhelming support of women going, thank you for um, expressing the desires of my heart when mm-hmm. I don't know how to. And that's why we need writers like you that come along and can put to words what you feel. Because so many times you go, well, I kind of feel and I kind of wish, but you don't know how to articulate it. Mm-hmm. And so by just using those visuals and I love you're talking about the art, the angels and the art and the architect and just you take us to that place, you know? Um, I mean, look at the success of Pinterest. Even people want the visuals. They want something different. They want to create, they want to join with others in creating. And so you're giving them permission to do all that through your, through your writing. So anyway, it comes out and tell us really quick. We only have like a minute. How can they find this book? How can we rush to get it? And how can they find you? And again, thank you for being on here and being so bold and brave and giving all of us permission to wander and to be brave and to be bold and to try new things. So right. with all that said, how can we find you and find this book? Okay, well, it's, um, it would be through lauriebethjones.com. The book is called The Contessa Chronicles. And we're releasing it first as an audio book and then probably an ebook and then we'll do the hard you know the the paperback but what we could do is i could come back on your show as soon as we get it out and we could talk about it you guys could have time to read it and then we could talk about it how does that sound that we would love <laughs> Excellent. Absolutely. you just signed in ink and and everything so we're we're committed <laughs> all right all right this would be really fun because we have i've been doing readings and small group readings and it's just amazing what happens when you watch people get it. And it's well, like, wow. on that note, we're going to have to stop. We're going to get that book, and we're going to be right back. Okay.
is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90 plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one of a kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can, with Lessons in Joyful Living, with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are talking about keeping that sense of wonder alive. And now joining us now is Sarah Burnett from our partner ministry called Bloom. And this is, this is just a bunch of dynamic girlfriends that we have just fallen in love with. Um, and in each one of these girlfriends, they all share the life experience of being church planting pastor's wives. Well, Bloom is also a part of a Stadia, which is a church planting organization helping to launch churches literally globally. And Gloom, Bloom is so significant as it provides inspiration, encouragement, and resources for planters' spouses so they can provide the same to their families, staffs, and churches. And Sarah is on the leadership team with Bloom, and she and her husband, Josh, started Revolution and now. Church, and I got to spend some time with Sarah and some of the other um, gals from Bloom just recently in Orlando for the Exponential Conference. And Sarah, I got to tell you, you guys were a hoot. And just watching, just even the the chemistry, the synergy, the love and respect that you guys have all developed, even though you live all across the country, yet you know under the umbrella with Bloom and I keep saying Broom um, Bloom. <laughs> Um, but you know, with, with Debbie Jones and Vanessa Pugh and all of you guys, you guys have really created this amazing network of girlfriends that really does, um, encourage each other. And it was fun for me to come in and just watch and to be a part of that and to see that. So, um, I was so blessed by just spending time with you guys there and, 
in uh, Orlando. And I got to tell you, one of my takeaways, I had many takeaways, but a very significant one is that I came home falling in love with blueberry um, coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and Vanessa and Debbie Jones got me hooked on that one night. We had that. So that was a big takeaway I had is blueberry coffee. So um, and now that is part of my routine. So um, we're just glad to have you with us. Thank you for joining us um, today and sharing your um, wonder stories. We want to hear, you know, just even from you, because we know, like, you know, we're all at different seasons of life. And you're at a different season. And just how do we, even at the different seasons of life as women, how do we create, you know, the structure or a system or the rhythm in our lives that allow us to embrace that wonder that we've been talking about? Um, so we just kind of want to ask you and jump in. And what does that look like for you, even in this season, and keeping that wonder alive? Or is it alive? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for having me today. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here today. And um, yeah, as I was listening, I'm just thinking, you know, through my life and kind of where we're at, you know, being uh, church planters, we're four years, uh, almost four years in, and we have, you know, three young kiddos. I have three kids at home at the moment, a five-year-old, an almost three-year-old, and a one-year-old. Um, and that's kind of my day to day. Um, but yeah, no, this question's really been rattling around in my head actually, uh, a lot lately. And, uh, you know, one of the things I think that I've been really trying hard to do, I'm not sure I'm great at it. You know, I think it's such a challenge for us, any, for anyone I, you know, that I've talked to lately about this topic is that it's a real challenge for us in our culture and just with, um, everything that kind of presses in on us that um, it really is a discipline to take time and to um, just to wonder. I, you know, I think, you know, what Lori Beth was talking about with just getting, uh, you know, a walk with a two-year-old. I'm like, I, <laughs> I do that every, almost every other day or um, <laughs> hang out with one every day. So, you know, with them, it, it really is seeing it through their eyes is so much fun. Um, I'm just thinking about yesterday, we were at a beach and, um, you know, all the kids were screaming and I'm like, what's going on? There was a water snake. And my daughter goes, that's like the third snake I've seen in my life. You know, it was like, it's really <laughs> neat to be like, wow, that is so cool. Like just that it, that it, um, camouflaged. And then later on we saw a family of geese go by a mom and a dad and three little babies. And I don't know, just I, for me, I was like, come on, everybody come over and look and, and see. And, um, I think just being, a, I was thinking it's, you know, just being okay with being a big kid, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's, you know, being so excited about, you know, nature and seeing things and um, with them, it's just fun. They're seeing things for the very first time and just being so excited for them. Um, you know, that keeps me, I think, just being outside, hanging out with my kids. I really do try to see a lot of things, you know, through their eyes for the first time. So, Yeah. That's awesome, uh, Sarah. It's so funny when you were saying that because to this day, I can even think back on when I was younger and even even into my adult life, my mom would always stop and point out everything. And at the time when, you know, she'd be like, look at the ducks in the water, look at the lizard, look at the, you know, this little ladybug. 
you would go, yeah, 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 yeah. But to this day, I, I will never forget those memories of her always pointing out just God's creation. And I think that's that's good for us to always remember as a mom to make sure even when your your kids seem like they're not interested in it, they they'll remember it for oh, forever. Yeah. That 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 awe of yeah, seeing that. Um, okay, I, I have to ask you then. You know, we we've talked a lot about um, just finding the awe and that wonder. Do you are, are you working with ministry teams with your husband? Do you deal with a lot of volunteers? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. <laughs> how do you keep that wonder with them? Like that that's one of the things is is you're going through life and so many times, you know, it's neat cuz we we talk about it in our personal world and we need that in our personal life, but how do we carry that into um continually challenging our teams to do better and keep that wonder and that awe, you know, as, as they go throughout the day? Do you have any wisdom to pour into that? Uh, I hope. <laughs> I hope. Uh, you know, the first thing that comes to mind just when you said that, um, you know, with our teams, I think in church planting, it's it is tough. I mean, you're really tilling the ground. You you might even be digging out um, the big rocks out of the ground. You mm-hmm. know, before you can even till it to do you know to plant the seeds, and and so it is it is really tough work. Um, you know, being with a lot of people, at least in our context, being with a lot of people that um, have no knowledge of the Bible or have no background or uh, with Jesus or even a church in general. So there's a lot of work to be done. And so sometimes it can get, um, it can, the, the journey can get kind of weary. And mm-hmm. so I think for our teams, I think the biggest thing that we, try to do and could do even better with is just celebrating and telling the stories. Um, you know, for my husband and I, I think that's something that we try to do on a regular basis is he tries to share the stories with me because, um, you know, at times it's like, okay, the day to day, okay, another thing, another, this, another meeting here, another meeting there. But, um, when you can really hear the stories that are happening with people and the and the real life change that's happening, it's like the fuel that keeps you going. And I think that that's something that we try to do even with, I'm on the children's team at my church and I'm with the twos and three-year-olds and um, sometimes just hearing the stories of, of kids that are getting it or that parents that are connecting because their kids are or they're starting to read their kids' Bible. Um, we had a lady last night. It's like, I just bought a, a teen Bible, and she's <laughs> older than I am. And it's like, it's cool to see that, like, those stories are happening. And even the, you know, it can get difficult, and it can get challenging. But I think that when, you, when you're when you in the mess, or in, in terms of, you know, people's lives and things seem so messy, it's like, that's almost encouraging because it's like we're really doing what we set out to do. Um, but I, I, like you all are talking about, it can get it can get hairy. And so telling those stories, I think, is really important. Well, that is such a great point. And I know even um, just recently when I was in Jordan, um, there was like five of us. And we, we spent one morning with a pastor in a church. And so we were invited in. They do a like a like a prayer time with their with their leadership team. And there was probably about... 10 of them. And so we just kind of sat there uh, with them behind them and they, 
they are working, this leadership team in the church is working with um, Syrian refugee families. Mm -hmm. And so the, the leader of this just said, okay, I want you all to share, give us an update and share the stories of your home visits and what's going on. And so they each went around and shared their stories of, you know, well, when I met with and um, here's what's going on in their life and here's what God did and here's how it's impacted them because of the ministry of the church. So they shared the victory. They shared the story and the victory. And even just sitting there as an outsider, not it was so inspiring um, mm-hmm. to hear the stories and see that they really are doing things, to hear the stories, but to see the celebration of them, basically, because this is the difference they were making. So you couldn't help but go, okay, what you guys are doing is really making a difference um, to these people. And then... I, what is so great about a story is, as we're talking about wonder, it keeps it alive because you hear somebody else's story and what they did, and it gives you a new perspective or new idea. And wonder is really about keeping it fresh and alive and new, the newness. And just even hearing somebody else's story, you go, you know what? I could try something like that over here. And so it was really, it was motivating and encouraging. So absolutely. Sharing those stories is powerful mm-hmm. with that. And then I liked, you know, when Lori Beth was talking about, you know, asking, um, you know, the what if questions and even what in the story needs to be expanded. And I, I, that was just a great thought, you know, how as I'm looking at a situation or a narrative, how do I, how do I expand it beyond the normal um, expectations of how it should go? And if I gave myself permission to think about that, so it, it is this whole wonder thing really is kind of a cool thing to, to think about with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it just made me think, too, just about, um, you know, something that we do for our kind of core team, our, um, our staff, families, and things that um, something we've been just sort of piloting. It's been uh, just a couple times that we've been able to get together so far, but um, just planning to do this throughout the summer, and it kind of gets me excited. You know, you all talked about like what you know what fills you up, and um, just we're going to get together every Friday night with our team and just talk about what's going on, hang out with our families, and just kind of hear what God's doing and what God's teaching uh, and teaching them. And you know, for me that. That is just, a lot, I don't know, just a lot of fun just to hear kind of what's going on and what they're processing through and what God's teaching them. And, um, you know, that that's really, I think, something that keeps you, uh, you know, filled up and all that. So, well, Sarah, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back and talk more about Wonderful. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. 
That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures to her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons. Her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cure. Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a bug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. We are back with Sarah Burnett with Bloom talking about how full is your fulfillment and how wonderful is your wonder. And Sarah, we ended our last segment and you were sharing how you and your hubby, you celebrate with your teams on Friday night and you just share what God is teaching you. And that's so significant because so many times what we notice is many times with volunteers or with your team, um, they just want to be together. They want that community and they want to be able to to walk away inspired. And um, I, I think that many times in ministry, we get so caught up that we don't take the time um, to do this. So how are you able to, uh, I guess, inspire them to get together on Friday nights? Because many times when you're doing ministry, you're thinking, oh, one more night now, we have to be out. So yeah. how do you make this happen and be so so riveting that everybody wants to come to this <laughs> Uh, have it somebody cool's house, you know, someone that's cool at their house. No, that's really a good tip. And I'm glad you said that because we don't want to admit that. <laughs> I'm like, one of our guys, they have, uh, he's a, he's a retired executive and, um, he joined our staff. It's a pretty amazing story, but, um, God's really blessed them and, um, they have a wonderful house that's really fun to be at, and they're actually getting ready to put a pool in. 
And uh, I'm like, yeah, I, I want to hang out at their house on Friday night. So, <laughs> Okay, that is just so funny because Lisa and I talk about that, you know, just even with youth, with high school, it's like you've got to get that cool kid or that cool, fun place to go to. And, and yet you can't really announce it that way. <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> just, all the cool kids stand yeah. up. We want to make sure that you're coming on Friday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I think we're doing it like every other Friday night or something like that. So it's not every one, but it's, we're trying to do it on a more regular basis. Um, and just, um, you know, there's no pressure to be there if you've got something else going on. I think we had a couple had a wedding last week. So there's not like a lot of pressure, but it's just fun to know that there's that opportunity. There's that time and that space. Uh, to be together and to really just sit around and laugh and eat pizza and, you know, just chill together and, and not feel like you're on um, all the time. You know, I think we, we work hard and we want to play hard uh, together, too, and just uh, be in each other's lives. We did a did a women's, I guess, a staff women's night uh, last week and uh, just met up at a really fun restaurant and, you know, had some had a glass of wine and it was just really nice to just talk and hang out and be together and um you know we try to do that often just being together and uh encouraging each other and just I asked him I threw out a question I said you know what has your been your greatest victory and what's been your greatest challenge and uh we just spent the night talking about that question and letting them you know process through that and what you know, what's going on in their world and their life and you know, what God's doing. So, you know, it, that's been, our, I think, our biggest focus uh, this in this season of ministry is just really trying to connect with our team and build that um, family. We call it family on mission together, you know, that we're a family that's on a mission together um, where we're at. So that's the awesome. Relationships are so significant and, yeah. and developing, but they take time. And we're in this instant you know, society that we don't take time and we're so busy, you know, achieving our goals and, and, and just doing the busyness of life that we almost see it as a luxury to take time to be with people and to have fun. And so when you do have a place and you do have permission and then people start seeing the value of doing life and relationships. And, and like you said, you know, asking a couple of great questions, that's all you need to do. Mm-hmm. And people do want to talk. They do want to express what's going on. But people don't ask each other questions. And that's one of Patty and I, you know, we're always saying, we're just always amazed how few questions people ask. And people are, once you start asking people questions, they really, they really open up and they light up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just... Doing that, it, it really makes a difference, and it makes a difference, and that carries over into your ministry because then there's that synergy and that sense of connectedness, and I know you, and I know your heart, and we're mm-hmm. in this together. I'm not mm-hmm. by myself, and ministry in and of itself can be lonely at mm-hmm. times, especially when you're leading, as you know, and so just to, to uh, make sure we are creating those relationships and doing life with people, it it matters, but it, it, again, like I said, it, it takes time and oh, yeah. to develop that and to create those places where people go, I don't want to miss this, you mm-hmm. know, because like you said, you got to have the fun in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Exactly>. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and we try to do that. I mean, I was just thinking we, uh, my husband took, uh, some of the guys, another guy in our church has a, a nice boat and they got to take the staff guys out 
to watch the Blue Angels uh, like a week and a half ago, and you know, just doing, I just try to have fun, you know, and 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 that was wonderful, you know, just to get out in the boat and see these, you know, planes doing amazing, you know, maneuvers and things. So, yeah, just uh, it was something that was recommended to us to just, you know, we we work hard, but we also want to to play hard and just to really be able to fill up um, in that way. So. Yeah, I don't know that we're always wonderful at it. You know, I think that's something that you have to plan for and have to be diligent about because it's not something that I think naturally comes easy to us. Like you said, we want to plan, we want to get the tasks done. And, you know, my husband's definitely a very strong leader in, uh, you know, wanting to accomplish the tasks. So sometimes pulling back is uh, is the challenge. Um, You know, have you had any fun lately? (laughs) <laughs> what have you done for fun lately? And we try to ask people when they come to our house, you know, what do you like to do for fun? You know, because I think uh, sometimes as adults and in, in ministry and even just life and leadership, you know, there's a long list of to-dos. And so taking that time to go have fun is uh, is definitely a discipline. So. Well, and- and just viewing it, I mean, you're seeing it as it might be a problem there, but you're using it as an opportunity to grow. And even the way you languaged uh, family on a mission, because so many times in ministry, and I think this is a great tip for our listeners, you, you get caught up in not being there for your kids, but to actually even language it, family on a mission, and have your kids there with you, I think is huge for them to see mom and dad in action and you you guys really are doing life together mm-hmm. so has, have you always done that where you just bring your family or has that been something that as you guys started you were intentional with it saying no we're gonna we're gonna do this as families um yeah I mean I think that's definitely been something uh, I feel like that we've done from the beginning but even in the last year or so really trying to flesh that out what does that look like <laughs> um what is our family mission and and how do we uh do this you know know that we're doing this together um and i think church planting really gives you that opportunity to be a family on mission because um you are uh you know in this particular place with god where you're really living by faith, um, you know, that people will come, that people will uh, be a part of what God's doing. Um, And so there's excitement. You can draw your kids in around that of, you know, talking to them uh, about, you know, this is why we're doing this. This is why we're here in this new city. This is why we're having so-and-so over. And um, it's just neat to see how much they look forward to things. I know my kids at least, you know, and if they don't, we'll, you know, take a break. You know, it's okay to take a break um, at times, but uh, it's just fun to see them excited about what we're doing. And I think church planting, because there isn't someone paid for every job or, you know, just that there isn't a ton of, uh, always a ton of people that really you get to do it together, which is a lot of fun. So, Yeah. Well, and the fun so many times is people's pay, you know, mm-hmm. they are looking for a purpose and a place to belong. And so that is their, their payment. A lot of times mm-hmm. you look at it that way. And that's what brings them joy. It's not always the monetary, though we need it to live, <laughs> but, but you know, but it keeps them, it keeps them connected because you don't have that paycheck that 
where they feel obligated. So with volunteers, it's a totally different, mm-hmm. you know, um, experience. Well, and how do you keep them motivated and engaged? And like you said, it goes back to telling the stories, keeping th- something fresh, allowing them to wander with you and to own it with you. Yeah. Well, I have to interrupt here because as we're talking about, I'm going to af- ask you a really tough question, Sarah, and you can um, say, okay, I, I plead the fifth. But and you, only have answer, you only have two minutes. And you have two minutes to answer this question <laughs> or not answer it. Um, have you ever had a volunteer or someone on the team as, you, as you're doing life together and you go, I really do not want them here on the team anymore. They are just cancer. Yeah, um, I do think that happens, um, that there are, uh, you know, certainly people that uh, come on the team that are difficult or uh, can be tough to work with. Um, You know, I think it's sometimes finding the right place for them on the team, um, maybe a different spot that they might be more suited for. Um, But, I mean, I, I can just say certainly... Actually, I'm in the midst of really trying to rebuild a team. I had a, a I'm in the twos and threes, which sometimes isn't the most glamorous age to be with. <laughs> and uh, you know, I had a lady that was on my team that um, I think was a more difficult person to work with, and so our children's pastor, you know, put me with her, knowing that you know we could probably work it out um, together. And certainly, it's um, it's been a challenge, but. Um, God has led her to step away um, from the team. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to just serve joyfully with her as long as um, that would be. And if that would be five years, then we would try to make it work. And, um, you know, I'm at a place right now where I'm the only teacher in that class. And I'm um, God's giving me the opportunity to rebuild it. And so... Uh, there's challenge in that as well. Yeah, that's great advice, though. Great yeah. advice. So. Well, Sarah, we so appreciate you joining our show and um, just the opportunity to talk about wonder and how we create those spaces in life to really dream again, to ask the what if questions. And Lori Beth said it this way we are creatures who like comfort, patterns, and repetition, yet change is life's only constant. And so many times, change is a thing that can usher in that wonderment in our life. We want to challenge you to go live a wonderful, filled day. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. 